Welcome back to Vibe New Mexico. I am extremely honored and so grateful that on this episode, I am privileged, we are privileged on Vibe New Mexico to have Mr. Darren Cordova. How are you doing, Darren? How are you doing, Andrea? Good to see you. Good to, good to be so here. Excited. Thank you for, it's an honor to be here on this uh, podcast. Uh, I've heard so much about it and I'm just grateful to be invited to it. I am so thankful that you said yes to coming on the podcast. Heck yeah, heck yeah. You know, at the beginning of Vibe New Mexico, what I said I wanted to do is get those artists that really influence and bring the aspect of who we are as New Mexico artists and just kind of give people, you know, the idea and look behind the music and all of that. And, you know, Darren, we've known you for some time. And yeah, I got to say, you're such a humble and an amazing person. You know, people say, oh my gosh, Darren, of course, you're New Mexico music, you know, superstar. But to us, you're just such a humble and very genuine and loving and caring and giving human being. And so it's just an honor to be sitting here with you as a friend, as, you know, just to just to hear everything that you have to say, because, you know, people really appreciate your talent and who you are as far as an artist. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, pre I appreciate that. And, you know, and one of the things that my grandfather always uh, taught me is never forget where you come from. You know, mm. never forget your roots. And, uh, you know, it's the people that put you there, you know. And, uh, you know, of course, Anthony, uh, you know, you remember your husband, uh, Anthony, and we called him Bones. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, we just had such a blast. And, I, I, and I'm not just saying this because I'm here. But uh, those definitely were the best times of my career, you know, in music. Uh, we had su such a blast doing music. Um, Anthony is just, uh, I mean, a stellar bass, bass player and just made the music flow. He recorded it on one of my best CDs and, uh, you know, Vasa Ver. I mean, it, we just had a blast. And uh, those are some of the best times. And, and, you know, what you learn, you know, in doing music is just, um, you know, that you appreciate the people that put you where you're at. Right. And you never forget where you come from. You know, I love that, especially what you said. And even right now, we have family here with us. It's really important. And Darren, we share that same um, that same feeling that family plants us and keeps us true to who we are. And so when we come together, we make sure we have food and we have family. So people are going to be hearing family in the background. And that's what we wanted to do with Vibe New Mexico is to let them know that not just is Darren um, New Mexico superstar, but he's a dad and he is a just an amazing person and partner and just, you know, somebody that really cares about people and about his family. And I've seen that, especially when we were privileged to have Danette on here. And she sang Vasaver when she was a little one. That was her oh, first yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, it's so, it's so great. You know, thank you for having my daughter here. And, you know, that's what it's all about. You know, uh, you know, my, my, uh, I guess, you know, what, what I take pride in is knowing that my kids have, have uh, instilled, New Mexico music, the culture, the tradition, uh, la cultura, you know, in them, and they're continuing it. Amen. And uh, to see to see that Danette and uh, you know, then I see little Natalia, where you know she, you could tell she just <laughs> you could tell she's gonna have that music. And then Darren Lee's daughter, you know, Sophia, yes, you know, where she just so loves awesome. to do music and stuff. And uh, you know, you guys, you guys are an example of that too. You you guys are a family. You guys have a family band and. You know, you guys have so much talent within your family, you know, your daughter, your son, and I can't wait to see the younger ones, you know, rise Aww. up. I'm sure that they're going to be doing that. And that's really what makes New Mexico music thrive is people like you guys, you know, the Sanchez family, the Al Hurricane, you know, you know, where they just, you know, they, uh, it lives through generations to generations. You know, you guys instilled that to your family. I instilled that to mine and. It, there's no better feeling in the world than to see your daughter, my daughter, Danette, my son, De uh, Darren Lee, the twins, Evan and Ryan, playing in the band. And then you get off stage, and they do their own thing. You know, they, they can go and do their own thing. And I'm like, wow, you know, they're going to kick me out of here <laughs> soon. But, you know, <laughs> no. it's, it's, so, it's so cool, you know, to see them, you know, uh, thriving. And it's just such an honor to be on the sidelines to see your daughter, uh, Darren Lee, singing a song, Ryan jamming and Evan jamming and stuff. You know, it's just, that's, that's, to me, that's the best feeling in the world. 
You know, I love that you said that because as New Mexico artists, that's what we really derive from is family and supporting and continuing that tradition and that culture so that we can have a new generation that carries on that torch. And it's really important for us being how traditional we are. You know, in the other cultures, you don't see that as much, I think, as in New Mexico music. You see how, you know, it's it's a part of our DNA. It's a part of who we are, our, nuestra sangre and cultura. Yeah. And to see that you've been such a huge example for your children to continue to carry that torch is amazing. Tell me, how did you get started with music, Darren? Well, we started off as a family band and, uh, you know... Um, Speaking of family band, you know, Daniel, my brother Daniel Cordova's here and know, we're recording we're his. Get, yeah. So maybe we'll, we'll, get we'll, him get him, we'll get him to come yeah, in here. Uh, putting you on the spot, say, Daniel. To say, to say a few <laughs> words. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll, before I get him uh, on, uh, we started off as a family band and, uh, you know, playing for uh, just family gatherings and stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I used to play bass. And uh, my brother Daryl, you know, used to play guitar, That's and I, so used to, cool. I tell him, "Hey, Daryl, uh, learn this lead, learn that lead." Wow. Uh, and I didn't know how to sing. I mean, I was like, "Darren, you I, didn't know how to sing." I didn't. I didn't. What? I, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I said, <laughs> sometimes I still wonder if I know how to sing. What? But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, I, uh, I told, I told my, uh, my dad, uh, you know, tell Daryl to learn this song, tell Daryl, and you know, um, I, then I just said, you know what, I'm gonna play guitar, and uh, I'll sing. But then I remember, I remember the frustration of playing guitar and singing at the same time. Wow! Yeah, that's why I give <laughs> people like Anthony Bones, you know, the, I mean, I mean, such an amazing bass player that can sing and play guitar, and I finally learned how to do it. And I remember my first guitar when I bought it. There was literally tears on that guitar because I couldn't sing and play at the same time. Wow! Until I finally did it. There's I finally your next got song, Dad. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I finally, I finally, finally was able to do it, and. Uh, and then that's when uh, Los Cordovas were, was born because I, I got the guitar and I told my dad, hey, we're going to go record. And my dad said, well, hey, well, we only play for like family gatherings. What do you mean record? We're going to record a cassette. <laughs> we're, we were uh, we weren't that old that we were doing eight tracks. <laughs> so we were doing, there was no CDs back at the, at the time. So I said, let's go try it. And, and if it doesn't come out right, and I remember the first song we did was Mala Novia, you know, that uh, CD, yeah. that cassette. And um, so uh, my, I remember my dad hearing it, and he said, "Huh, that doesn't sound too bad." And I was like, oh, "I don't know. Let's, you know." Let's. <laughs> so anyway, we uh, we released that first one, and it just took off from there. So you know, we, uh, and Daniel, my brother Daniel, uh, he was probably fourteen, thirteen. I could, Daniel, how old were Where you? Where are you, that Daniel? Time? Come on. Where are you, Daniel? Get over here, Daniel. Daniel's here somewhere. He's over there, and I'm like, "Get over here. You're anyway, putting you on the spot." Hello, Andre. Hi. How are you? Good. Yeah. I'm How's so happy everybody? that you How guys are here. How old were you, Daniel, when you first started your uh, uh, with Los Cordovas? 11 years old, and at uh, oh. first gig was Herbs. That's what it was called, Herbs. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Herbs sound. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, a long time ago. But anyway, Daniel, you know, uh, um, we did Los Cordovas for, uh, we did five recordings wow. under Los Cordovas. Uh, uh, we did... Very, very, the, the group did very, very well in Southern Colorado, Northern New Mexico. We did weddings, we did graduations, we, uh, I mean, played La Bamba, we played Flood de las Flores, we played every, nice. we were a, a variety band at its best, I guess, if you will, you know, and, and then I just, um, you know, uh, uh, we decided to record, we, we recorded, what was it, five recordings in four years, I think it was. And um, we did we did very well, you know. It was Los Cordovas people received it very good. And then, you know, I went on my own. Daniel went on his own, and Daniel uh, made Dan Daniel Cordova Esperanza very yes, popular sir. in Colorado, yes. northern New Mexico, and stuff. And uh, he's working on a new one right now. Yeah, Yay. I'm working on a new, new one right now. And of nice. course, uh, it's been a while. And of course, I want to thank um, uh, my brother Darren. You know, one of the things that I uh, have a lot of pride in saying he's my brother because he is my brother is Darren takes pride in the culture of New Mexico mm. and uh, music. Yes. Uh, anytime that you hear one of his albums, you know that, or anyone that he has helped, you know that his ear was in that yeah. song. Yeah, you know the quality, and he's okay. a perfectionist. <laughs> he always has to make sure it's done That's right. That's what you want. Yeah. That's what yeah. you want. And, yeah. it, and it's good. 
It's good, and that's one of the things that I really appreciate of my brother and uh, with uh, New Mexico music, and he just wants to make it the best, you know, that's and that's right. one thing that I like about that. And, uh, of course, Darren Lee and Ryan, um, they're doing my newest album. It'll be so soon to be out, to Engaño, and it's been a while. It's been about 10 years, you know. I've I had a family, and, yeah, of course, now they're all college now they're all gone now it's time for yeah and then you're like okay you go to college now it's time for daddy to play like i yeah. say it's time for mama to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you know thank you guys very much really appreciate it and I'm when so my album comes out i'll come back and uh, you're gonna we'll, do this yeah we're gonna yeah. have to we're gonna do a part two to the court of a clan here yeah we'll, definitely we'll, we'll do that and of course uh thank you guys very much also for keeping music alive uh, through this uh, cast and uh, really appreciate everything that you guys have done and uh, que siga la música de Nuevo México con mi hermano también Darren mm. thank you very much awesome. and appreciate all everyone that's supporting Daniel Cordova for all these years soon to be out to Engaño we thank can't you wait. very much it's going to be awesome are you going to have a CD release or anything? Um, I'm gonna try. Yeah, I, I mean, we're pretty nice. Your studio here. <laughs> I think maybe we, we can could figure do something. something out. Let's yeah. do something. We'll go on tour. I'll do, I'll do, we'll take of, the trees with us. We're gonna try. We're gonna try to do it. Nice. Of course, you know, on uh, one of the things, you know, during this time, um, we have uh, been isolated. You know, a lot of things have been learned right. uh, through family members, through uh, even your significant other. You know. Is that what you look like? No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I had to stay home every morning are. now. You know? <laughs> but, you know, we're going to get over it. And uh, tape release, of course, as soon as uh, everything is available. And if we're still under the COVID thing, well, you know what? We'll figure out a way. We will. I mean, where there's a will, there's a way to get music out there, right? We have to continue to keep it alive through things like podcasts and social media and all these different platforms. And you guys have this amazing talent and the technology to make sure that happens. And so with an enormously talented family such as the Cordova's, I don't see anything ever stopping you guys. You guys are just on top of it. You guys are humble and amazing people on top of musicians and artists. So I can't wait, Daniel, to hear all of that. And we're going to be there celebrating with you. So yep, we'll pull and, out our uh, Hennessy. And, course, and I don't uh, know what else it is. We'll come back and we'll play <laughs> some music of it, our newest album. And I want to just thank you guys once again. Thank you. And we'll get back to mi hermano. Hey. Thank you, Darren. Really appreciate it. Gracias, gracias, Daniel. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's where it all started, Andrea. You know, with the Los Cordovas. Right. Uh, you know, uh, my brother, my dad. Uh, we Beautiful. all we all did that. And my first album was uh, uh, Cantinero. Uh, that, my first solo yes. solo album. Yes. And you know, I'm so honored that you know when I when I go out. Uh, sometimes I've you know this is a, a true story. It happens over and over. I'll be going to a mall or somewhere, and I'll be walking into the store. And I'll hear here's some guy driving. Isn't that amazing? Cantinero. Blasting Cantinero or blasting Mi <laughs> Amigo me. or something. I'm like, and, I'll, and little does the guy know, I'm like, I'm walking into the store Isn't or something. That you know, cool? like, that's so cool it is. to know that, or you see something on Facebook and uh, somebody's saying, you know, uh, here partying with uh, my primos and stuff. And you could tell that's a younger generation, but they're partying with your music. And that's really, really uh, satisfying to know that your music is living on through generation to generation, you know. And that's a, the that's a cool thing about music is there's some, awesome. you know, music has evolved and changed. And, you know, like the 80s music, you know, when you see ACDC, Shook mm -hmm. Me All Night Long and, you know, Flo de las Flores, you know, El Hurricane stuff. I'm really proud to see that some of my music is going to live from generation to generation. You know, I see some younger people that are in in, co in uh, college or high school and they're jamming, you know, mi amigo, you know, dos Not in New Mexico tequilas, and that's what brings them I'm back like, home. wow, you know, like, right. he wasn't even born when I did that song. The <laughs> thing is, is it brings them back home to that essence yeah. of who we are here in New Mexico yeah. and some people are not even here in the United States and they need that music in order to feel connected. Yeah. So it's it's so much bigger than just a song. It is, yeah. And, and that's, that's so cool. And, you know, you guys have done phenomenal too. I mean, you know, I was so, so proud when uh, Anthony and you won uh, male we vocalist still don't, and female it still vocalist. Hasn't dawned that on us was yet, such an awesome because, and it was well deserved because Anthony is such a talented uh, musician. And of course, you, you know, we're, we're, we're planning something. We were just we talking are. a little while ago, and, uh, you know, something, you know, a duo would be such an awesome Can't thing to do. Wait. But, you know, uh, that's where it started, you know, Los Cordovas, and then it's evolved from there, you know. 
Yeah, so that big break song, Darren, would you say was the Cantinero? Because that song really did put you on that platform and made people just kind of go, wow. You know, it was a song people could identify with, you know, a heart, uh, song about heartbreak. And, you, you know, know, it's just one of those songs that just gets you right there. And it's one of those things where you don't force, you know, that's the unique thing about New Mexico music. You can't force it. No. You can't say, hey, I want to do something just to do it because I think the people like it. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it from the heart, it's not going to come out. I love it. And I remember that was a song. I was going through a difficult time in my life. And I, you know, it just, the words just came, were, would come out, come out and stuff. And that's what my kids tell me, you know, Dad, write more songs, write more. But I've been so busy doing other stuff. And mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll do songs that I can relate with. But it's not the same as when you write one from the heart. Right. Because it's like the people say our older uh, uh, family, or, you know, your parents will probably attest to this, your grandparents. A la gente no lo maireas. You can't you can't uh, fool the people mm-hmm. when they know you mean something, mm-hmm. and when you're singing something from the heart, se graba. You know the the people feel it, well, and that that's gift. that's that song. You know, uh, mi amigo, uh, uh, dos o tres tequilas. Yeah. Uh, you know the, the cantinero, pienso en ti. Mm-hmm. All those songs, people say, pienso en ti, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder why they like that one, but they didn't really like this other one. Well. It's because I wrote this one, and they feel it. They yeah, they can um, relate to it, you know. And you know that's such a an int- intimate part of it. I really like poetry, but I don't share my poetry with people yeah. because to me it's very intimate. So to be vulnerable and put yourself out there where you share something with somebody like that, it's opening up a whole another aspect. And when you can be vulnerable with your people, I think that's when they're a little bit more receptive to hearing that and and just really being in awe because you make yourself kind of one of them sure and they can identify and that's where music the gift of music really starts to shine and 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 help people to actually get through a difficult part in their life because you share something with them a part of your story and you know that's really spanish music in a nutshell and you know i even say like even mariachi there's this just it's a passionate song put behind music but the emotion in that song just kind of puts us in that place where again we're here with family and everything is happening around us and that's just how we do it it's crazy you can hear dogs barking in the background and kids yelling and screaming and it's just what it is this is a podcast we're completely real with this we're not trying to like he very rarely edits unless we say something really bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll edit. But that's other than cool, that, yeah. you're getting the yeah. real deal. And that's what we really wanted to do with Vibe New Mexico is just kind of get real and get, you know, a little bit more personal and, and talk about, you know, the music and talk about how important it is. Because people see you on stage and they have an idea. And, and it happens with performers. They have an idea and they don't realize, you know, this is a father. This is a mother. This is a you know, a brother, this is a son, this is a story. And it's just, it's a very awesome and humbling experience to be able to reflect that to your public and then be able to receive that as well. And you've done such an amazing job for so many years to do that, that you're one of the best, you are the best, you know, out there. So it's such an honor to be able to talk to you and get to what's going on in Darren's brain kind of thing, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, and, and it is tough. You know, because sometimes you're going through you're going through things in life and stuff, and you have a show to do, and you know the people yeah. are there to see. Hey, we want to hear Continental at its yeah. best. And sometimes you might not be at the top of your game, but you know what? When you get on stage, you forget about everything, yeah, and it, it's, it's just true. okay. You know, you wipe the tears if you're if there's tears, whatever there may be. And you just get on stage and do the best you can. You sometimes know? just those tears are just so personal and they you can you connect even more and that's like again that magical part of like the music of what yeah. you your songs are just so poetic and yeah. that's what I really love about that. I'm a poetry freak, but Thank you, yeah. you know, but very poetic and very romantic and it puts people in that place, you know. I personally, I mean, you say it was one of your best years. I loved to sit there and listen to you guys. And I still do, Darren. But even when Anthony was just playing there, just to hear you guys, all the different songs, and then just to see how your your crowd just reacts with you in this really genuine connection with your people, with your fans, and to see how much you really appreciate that and how much they appreciate you. It's just an amazing thing to sit back and watch, I guess. for As a performer, yeah. it's something that we aspire to as artists to be like, wow, you know, you're definitely just, there's this connection between you two. And that that's what really motivates me. And sometimes it really touches me because sometimes, you know, you'll be singing a song, Te Quiero Mama, mm-hmm. and you'll see somebody in the audience crying, but they're, mm-hmm. uh, dancing, but they're crying. Mm-hmm. 
and you know they're relating because maybe they're missing their mom. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, they'll go up to me when they're signing autographs. You know, yeah. that song, you know, I, my mom died last year. She would have been here at the dance. And yeah. it just touching, you know. And I remember when we used to do the Mother's Day or State Fair, I remember when, uh, you know, I'd always see, you know, uh, the family all together and the mom was there. And then uh, the next year, there was an empty mm -hmm. space. The family was there, but they always had a little... You know, there's this one family from Colorado that went to the Mother's Day deal, and they uh, they purposely made a space, and they they had there, and they said this would have been my mom, oh, wow. and they were yelling, you know, they, they were all crying, and they said my mom would have been here, mm -hmm. and I said I go what you know because I couldn't really make what they were saying, so then uh, you know during the the music part of the song, the middle part of the song, you know I went and I said you know she said my mom passed away last year, and she would she was always here for the last. 10 years or whatever we did that and it was so touching when people can relate to your music that way in such a way and then still relate to it as a memory in honor of their mom or somebody that they loved and uh, when people go up to me and they say you know what bro you know that song that you did bro helped me get through some tough times and they gracias carnal and they'll tell me stuff like that or you know or I'll have somebody you know go up to me and say you know what my dad passed away and um you know we played your song at his uh, funeral because that, that was his song that he requested mm -hmm. or there's plenty of times where people have called me and you know if i'm available i'll always do it and i will never charge you know I, you know because when people can relate to your music that way in such a touching way that's the least that you can do for them you know and uh, there's a plenty of songs that i've done that people have said you know hey you know my my brother was a big fan of yours and he always said, if something ever happens to me, or if they're in their last, you know, if they get sick or something, you know, and um, and it's just so touching to see, you know, or to be, it's such a, I, sh I should say, an un unfortunate honor, I guess, if you will, right. you know, to be able to go, it's an honor, but then it's like sad to be there, you know, at that time, you know, You're to share that moment. sending them home with this music of, you know, yeah, what they... You know, and it's, and it's, that's beautiful, actually. It, it's tough, you know, and but you know, I've been blessed that people can relate to my music so intimately, right. you know, that they can, you know, say, "Hey, you know, uh, my mom was a big fan of yours," and and anytime they remember their mom, they turn on the song "Te Quiero Mama," mm -hmm. "Te Extraño Mama," or "Que me entierren cantando," or you know, mm -hmm. uh, "Te Extraño," uh, or what's the one "La Despedida," where it talks about the dad, mm -hmm. you know, "Hey, this I, every time I turn on this song, bro, I remember my dad." You know, and to know that your song not only lives, you know, dos o tres tequilas partying and stuff, but in such a personal way. I mean, it's just really touching, you know. So yeah. that, that to me, that just makes it all worth it, you know. Wow. Hi, everyone. This is Jeanette Marie. Thank you for listening to Vibe New Mexico. I hope you all can join us for our special podcast with myself and Andrea. Thank you all for your support and for listening. No hay nadie igual como tú, eres mi cielo y mi luz, la fe que me hace creer que todo puedo vencer. Yeah. You know, I, I'm wanting to know, you know, what song for you is probably one of your most favorite songs, when something that just really speaks to you, something that really... I'm sure you have more than one, but, you know, maybe you can name a few if you have more than one. But just what's that one song that when you sing it, it's just there? You know, there, there's there's quite a few of them. You know, I have my favorites in the studio, mm -hmm. but for whatever mm -hmm. reason, those aren't the favorites of the people. <laughs> Isn't know? it funny? I you know, agree it, with you. It's weird because, like, when I did Cantinero, I go, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wow, like, all the other songs didn't really hit, but this one did. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, but um, yeah, you know, there's 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 quite a few, you know, that I really enjoy doing. You know, the la the latest one, Nasi para Marte, you know, really touched home because I'm, you know, I just felt felt the words that Javier Galvan he wrote yes. that song for me, and um, you know, uh, uh, Un Lugar Secreto. But of course, you know, Cantinero, Dos o Tres Tequilas. I still remember going to El Hurricane and showing him the song we had already recorded mm -hmm. it. And he goes, wow. He said, you know, you know how El would talk. You know, Híjole, mano. You know, you know, he just, you know, and Aww. God bless. You know, I mean, El was just such an inspiration. Uh, and, um, you know, when I when I showed him the song, you know, he really, really got into it. But I, I, I think one of the ones that really touches me is, you know, of, of course, so many of them, Cantinero, Dos Tres Tequilas. 
mis amigos me decían, you know, mm. because I, you know, I start off slow. Estoy en esta cantina. Mm -hmm. Because I remember singing that. I remember singing that and it was a true what I felt, you know. And I remember, you know, just the way the people just, I guess because they've listened to that CD over and over, they'll sing it word for word at a live show, you know. Mm -hmm. And mis amigos me decían, you know, you're, you have to give it everything you have mm -hmm. to sing that and to reach that. And to see that people are just going at it and stuff, it's just, it's just a good feeling, you know. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. That's yeah. You know, I I think that me standing there listening to it, I can say definitely. Yeah. And it, also standing there, and when somebody is singing along with you, that's also very powerful, powerful um, energy, powerful feeling, and it's very humbling. And, you know, I think sometimes I love the way that you said, you know, you know, singing for these funerals when we get asked to even do Las Mananitas for somebody. And I've said this before, who's 90, 98, even 70, and they've lived life and they've gone through these hard times and you're sitting there and you kind of get into the moment of really thinking about singing something like Las Mananitas. For me, it almost feels like I'm like. I don't know how to say it, like almost unworthy to be standing in front of this person that's lived yeah. life, these difficult times and, and sing this song for them and be like, Qué linda está la you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and then start crying and just, you know, and it's like, it's this personal connection between you and for a funeral to even send these people home with this, with this beautiful song and give the family comfort it's a very humbling experience and even just singing and having people to sing along with you and in your song is another humbling experience and that's the blessing of music because we gotta admit it, there's a lot of these blessings but there's also when it comes to music it's not that it's not all that easy it's a lot oh. of hard work and people see this part of it and they're like wow and they want this experience but they also don't understand there's a whole nother aspect to the music and people get very discouraged and they get a little bit, you know, it's hard for people to continue staying on that. So what do you have to say like about that? Well, first and foremost, you know, doing music, you have to do it because you love it. Mm -hmm. If you're in it for the money, you're going to lose all day long. <laughs> you know, because Amen it to just, that. Yeah, you know, it just, <laughs> but if you do it because you love it, at some point it starts becoming worth it. You exactly. know, and uh, first and foremost for your for your mind and for your soul. And if it becomes worth it for that, then everything else will fall in. Right. You start selling more, you start getting accepted more, you know, but if you, if you're saying, well, you know, I'm going to record a CD because I, I need to make sure I, get, I make some money because mm -hmm. uh, I got to pay this bill or I got to do that. Then you're in it for the wrong reasons. You know, you have to do it first and foremost because you enjoy doing it. It comes from the heart. Then when you when you feel that way, the people are going to resonate with that, mm -hmm. and therefore people are going to connect with the music. Mm -hmm. I feel really really bad for for a lot of musicians that are starting off now because back in the day when I started off, there was a lot of weddings, there was a lot of parties right. going on. There was a, for everything and anything they'd hire a live band, and now it's just not that way. You know, the, you know, you have all the DWI laws, you have all the casinos that are you know have free entertainment and. <laughs> You know, so the venues aren't paying the bands to start off. I mean, it's okay not to make money, but when you can't even pay the pay your hard costs, then that that becomes hard. You know, so but yet if you don't perform, you don't get your name out there. Right. So it gets tough. It, it gets is. it gets really tough. So I've been blessed that I was able to perform for a, a lot of weddings, a lot of uh, graduations. We stopped doing a lot of those only because. You know, after you do them for so long, it, it kind of ties up all of your weekends. That's true. And I remember a story, you know, speaking of Danette earlier, <laughs> you know, I remember uh, she said, uh, she goes, Dad, can we go to Disneyland? And I said, oh, Hita, I said, we're we're booked. And she goes, well, where's your calendar? And I said, I go, uh, it's up there. And I, I had one of those, because it was not like, you know, now where you have your iPhone and stuff. It was a, a book, you know, book calendar. And she looked, and she probably looked probably about maybe six, seven weeks ahead she goes, Dad, you're not booked on this weekend. Can we go there? No. And I looked and I'm like, hey, if if people can call me to book a weekend, why can't my own daughter? Right. And I said, Yeah, let's go. So we all went to Disneyland, awesome. you know. But you know, but that's why I stopped doing uh, weddings and graduations and stuff like that. Uh, we still have done them. I'm not saying that, you know, 
I'm not, you know, I don't want to give the impression that, you know, hey, we're too good for that or anything. It just it, it booked up our weekends to the point where I didn't have a personal life. Right. And uh, so we, uh, once we, once we decided to start doing just the big shows and, you know, the shows uh, that we were going to promote, then um, it seemed like the popularity of the band kind of rose a little bit. You know, we stopped doing the... Uh, your uh what is it uh, variety band you know like yeah. people will hire us for a wedding and I, and I have to kind of warn them and i say hey we'll do your wedding but we'll play any song that's on our cd but we don't play anything else outside of that because yeah. when we do big shows and people are paying a good cover charge that's what they want to see they want to hear pianzotti they want to hear mm-hmm. cantinero they want to hear and the way it was recorded you know they don't want to hear you know your uh if they're going to pay that kind of money, let's right. say, you know. So, um, you know, that that's that's when we started doing that. And it seemed like it freed up my time a little bit more. Plus, uh, the popularity of the band seemed like it went up. And this was probably when Anthony was in the band back in, back in the day when we started kind of like tapering off right. those. I mean, that, that was probably about the time when we started doing that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and just these big, amazing shows that people would just be so excited. Car shows and yeah. and the fiestas, especially yeah. the fiestas, you know, that's where people were just like, you know, we're going to go see Darren. We're going yeah. specifically for Darren. And we that's still the way Espanola, it is. When we used to do the fiestas, car fun? shows. And they oh, even yeah. had a beer garden back then. Now oh, yeah. we can't behave, so they took it away from us. Exactly. <laughs> They're yeah. like, yeah, you guys can't behave. Yeah. But, you know, those were the times where everybody just kind of like kicked back in the bus. Oh, yeah. We yeah, we, we used to do pucker. We used to have me and Antoinette, I remember. Yeah. yeah, we would drink pucker. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> Get all gross and then be those sick. Those were the, the fun rest, days, yeah. Right? Yeah. That was yeah. our younger days. We can't yeah. do that no more. We have to drink the hard stuff or yeah, <laughs> if it's exactly. sugar that puts us to bed early. Yeah. No, but, you know... Really, those those connections that you made even way back then have carried you through this. And you were saying about like the late, the you know the the lady that wasn't there, the mama that wasn't there. My tia is one of those ones that was oh, just wow, faithful, yeah. you know. And she was so cute. She put on her little black dress and her. I would always I joke around with Danette. I'm like, oh yeah, she just loved Darren, and she was gonna put on her <laughs> little black dress, and it didn't matter, yeah. you know. And she's just gonna be out there in the front dancing, and she, you yeah. know what I mean. And it's just. It was just something that brought out a magic in, you know, in in the people and then just yeah. to dance. And it's sad, you know, now, yeah, we've gone through COVID, but we've also gone through this recession, like you said, where we don't have that. We don't have that availability with as many dances. And yeah. it's very far, you know, one of the most amazing events that we were very privileged to be a part of was the the one in, in Colorado, which was the fan the oh, fan, the uh, Colorado, Colorado uh, Fanfare? Colorado New Mex Music New Mex Fest. New Mex Music Man. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And that was such an amazing opportunity. Those people in Colorado, they get down. They're oh, just yeah, like, they love it. They love you the know, music. And, and it was just so cool because it's, you know, it was an awesome, you know, right right before COVID, right? Right, right little, yeah, before, yeah. yeah the, about six months before. So we yeah. weren't able to do it this last year just to go and, and be a part of it or just to even watch it, but... You know, how did those events come about? Was it because you wanted to bring New Mexico artists together? And Yeah, you know, uh, my son, you know, he deserves all the credit for that he's journey. Amazing. He's amazing. He was the promoter. He said, Dad, I want to do something like this. And I go, Hito, I don't have the time, you know, to do that stuff. And it's a lot and he of goes, work. You know what? He goes, uh, how about let's do it? You know, yeah. I'll, I'll take the lead and we'll do it. And, you know, he did a phenomenal job in promoting it. Uh they're very successful. The people of Colorado just loved it. I mean, yeah. and Colorado should be New Mexico. We should like all be one state I because agree. you know it's and because most people that are from Colorado have roots in New Mexico or vice versa. So um, you know they really love New Mexico music, and we enjoyed having you guys a part of it. And uh, yeah, it was it was a really good. And we're gonna continue it. We're gonna continue. We just we couldn't do it this year. Yeah, uh, but uh, it will be back with a bang. You know this mm, this next time. Wait. Who knows when? But. We'll see when all this COVID ends and stuff. You know, for me, one of the most amazing parts, not just performing, obviously, because it's just, you know, what we do and we love to do it, but just being with our fellow musicians, artists, it's like we're a big family. I always joke around. I say we're like the Elks or the Eagles, like a fraternity. (laughs) And we all get together and we all like, it's like a family reunion and we sit there and we have fun and we get to see each other and I love it. It's just, it's cool because we've been around each other for so long, you know? It was so cool because, you know, it's funny because uh, Darren Lee would rent literally a whole 
hotel. I mean, you guys go all out. <laughs> it, was a, it was a whole thing of two out. or three floors with nothing but New Mexico music. Yeah. The bands that were performing because you know a lot of New Mexico bands are big. You know, they're yeah. they're they're big groups and stuff. But it was uh, you know, it, it's it's definitely something that he created that is going to live on. And uh, because there was nothing else like it, you know, so we're going to continue doing it. Just like the Mother's Day that I started uh, with my radio station, we started I it. That. Uh, I you know, it. of course, my brother Daniel used to work at the radio station. It was his idea. He came up with the idea and said, hey, That's let's awesome. let's do the mother, uh, Mother's Day. Let's some, have something free to the people yes. that they can go enjoy so that multicultural you know, they could take their kids, their grandkids, everything. And that's the way New Mexico music is going to live. You know, if we keep doing the casinos, that's good. I mean, we could do the casinos, but our future generations can't go. And, um, you know, we need to do everything we can to keep New Mexico music alive to our future generations. You I know, and, and that's, this is a way, you know, so, so support your fiestas. Support, you know, when there's events where there's, New Mexico music because that's what's going to instill that New Mexico tradition, culture, and heritage to the future generations. Amen to that. And yeah. you know, there's not enough support in the school systems to do that. I mean, I'm not trying to knock sports at all because you know, but you get a lot more support sometimes when it's the sports than the music and the arts. And it's really yeah. sad because of how much it helps children, students, young adults grow. And it's something, you know, not everybody can play a sport, you know, and we need a, a versatility and a flexibility within, you know, the arts and more support. And I love the fact that Taos is really good with that. Yeah. And opposed to other places, even here in Española, they do not support the music the way that they should or the way that they used to. I, I don't think they realize the importance and I'm a prime example of that. And, uh, so let me give you an example. My kids have gone to college. Uh, the two, two attorneys, mm -hmm. uh, my twins have business degrees. And let me tell you what created that. You know, of course, you know, upbringing, you know, creates a lot uh, of that uh, proper up upbringing. But the mindset of mm -hmm. music played a big role. And let me give you an example. So when you do a math test and you get an 89 on a math test, that's good enough. Mm -hmm. I passed. Yeah. I, got, I got a B plus or I got an A minus, whatever that is. You can do a perfect night in music, but you miss one note on an important part. Mm -hmm. You're hard on yourself. You say, hey, That's I should have done it better. I should have done better. So your mind automatically grooms itself to, to strive for perfection. So when you're, when you're a musician, you, you apply that, you try to apply that to everything. And when you groom your kids, that's why music is so important in the schools because you can do good, but if you miss one note, mm -hmm. and that's the, they take that to their math class, to their English class, that perfection. And I, that's why I think uh, music programs are so important because to me, I think that helped my kids just realize the importance of excelling in school and doing the best that they can because in music, there's no room for mistakes. You know, you, if you're in front of the crowd and you're doing, you know, you have a lead coming up right. or you have, you better one, be ready. And, and you squeak your voice or you <laughs> miss that note. It's yeah. like, damn, you could have had the best, you, you could have still passed, Yeah, but you're going to be hard you on yourself. You got an 80. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so I just, I just think that, uh, you know, uh, the music programs, people don't realize, I think the people that are in charge, uh, you know, some people don't realize the importance on how it, grooms people to be just strive for perfection you know because that's just the way it is you know i agree with you and i never really thought about it that way but it's true i mean i know even just going into the studio is such a tedious and like it's like it, you want perfection i yeah. personally don't like to listen back to myself i don't know that's are me. you hard yeah. on yourself oh Tell yeah I, really? I think i think having my own recording studio is probably the worst thing i could have done <laughs> because, because you know when i used to record at john wagner of course you know it just became you know where i am spending too much money on this but i just uh now it's like i'm never satisfied and i and then before you know it i end up ruining something that was better because I'm like, oh, no, I should have redone. No, let me redo that. And then I'll come the next day. I'm oh. like, wait a minute. The first take was the better one. You know what? <laughs> it's, it's studio fatigue. I love fatigue. that you just said that because yeah. that's me. And I'm like, it's too late. And I can't go back to that. You yeah, know? And studio I'm, fatigue. You, is over, that, you yeah. overthink yourself. And then you're like, what the hell oh, am yeah. I doing? It's rough. I, I don't like the studio. I personally would rather be live. I don't know about you than being yeah. in a studio. In the studio, I get a lot of frustration, a lot of anxiety. Yeah. 
I, I, lo I love the studio because, you know, um, but yeah, I, I like the doing live because, you know, you see the reaction of the people yeah, and stuff. It's a, it's but then connection. sometimes when I hear my life, because sometimes that adrenaline starts kicking in yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was flat. Oh my gosh, I forgot the wrong words, you know, because <laughs> you, your adrenaline kicks in and you're like not right. focused, you know, but in the studio, you know, what's there is going to be there for life. And, you know, yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I wish I would have had somebody tell me, hey, you need to redo that part because you pronounced it a little bit wrong or whatever. But, um, you know, that's, you know, that just comes with, you know, as you age, you know, you get, try to get better and you thrive for more. Okay, how am I going to top the last album? Well, mm -hmm. What ideas should I do on this next album that'll be better than the last album? And it's funny because sometimes we might get better musically but people really still go back to those roots of cantinero, man. <laughs> you know, they go back and they, you know, they, and you know, don't get me wrong. You know, the, our new uh, CD, you know, we won Song of the Year and stuff like that. You know, when I released that uh, Robarti un beso, I did a remix of uh, Intocables, uh, Robarti mm. un beso. They did it in Norteño, and I said, I just kept on hearing a country vibe to it. So mm. I said, you know what, I'm going to do that a little country style. Mm -hmm. There's another one that they just did, and I'm like. Hey, that could yeah. be a country song too, you yeah. know, and, and just giving Taking it a little bit of a twist. Taking your twist on it, yeah, just, I love it. Yeah, just do it a little I bit of twist, it. and I'm all and, about and I twists. love when, uh, just like Daniel was saying, you know, that uh, he can tell when it's a production out of my studio because, you know, if people come with their own ideas, then I let them write, you know. But if they say, hey, I want, I want, I'm a singer, but I want some music, and I'm well, I only have my band and my studio musicians to do it, so I'm going to give it my influence, but it's going to sound like Darren Cordova until you start singing, you know, you know, and so some of the, uh, some of the musicians that I produced and my, uh, you know, and I, I take pride in doing that too, because sometimes, sometimes people will ask me, Hey, can you help me produce a CD? And I wish I had that help when I was looking for somebody. And so I'm like, heck yeah, you know, let's do it. Let's do it. So I've produced various, uh, people you know, out of my studio, Andrew Gonzalez, uh, uh, Gabriela Salazar, uh, Anna Kayla. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, and Anna Kayla is just amazing the way she's. Oh yeah, she just sings so amazing. Jeez. But I've uh, recorded so many different artists out of my studio, and uh, I take pride in doing that, you know. And but then sometimes I say, okay, I need to get back and doing my stuff because right. it's already been a few years that I've recorded mine. You know, so. so that's like the really amazing thing about you as well. Not just that you're an amazing artist and vocalist and musician and all of the above, but like also producer, and you've really you know, helped these young artists evolve into some really prestigious people within the New Mexico music scene. Yeah. And that's such an amazing thing that you're able to, to do. Yeah. Um, has there ever been a time where you've just been like, okay, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I can't do this right now. Is there ever been a Pretty time? Pretty much now. Yeah. <laughs> He's on ready you know, to get my stuff out there. You know, you know, you know I, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, okay, I, I need to, it's not that I don't want to do theirs, but doing somebody else's is at the cost of not doing mine. I agree with you. And, uh, and gets... people are saying, well, when are you going to come out with yours? I heard this one. I heard this. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, I really need... And then uh, my kids start saying, Dad, that's cool that you did all these ones. You know, they're not, you know, because they perform on those as well. But when are you going to do yours? You know, so we have a couple of them that are very cool uh, songs. We released Con Musica Romantica, mm -hmm. uh, which is an old song that was done mm -hmm. banda style. And I changed it kind of ballad style. Now I'm changing one up uh, a mariachi style. It's called Amigo Mio, mm. and uh, instead of Mi Amigo, it's called Mi Amigo Amigo Mio. And I was supposed to do this duo with uh, Ram Herrera, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not sure, uh, you know, if we're gonna do that uh, for sure or not. But uh, we're still still in the works. But it's a really good song. I mean, it's one of those songs where it takes me back to Mis Amigos Me Decían, uh, Mi Amigo Cantinero, that style, the six eight style where. You know, just like I did this last uh, this last CD, one of the songs is uh, uh, "A Mentira La Calle." You know, people are like, "Wow, that that takes you right back to where you, when you started." You know, right. because you know, I, you know, I love ballads. You know, I love I, do too. I love ballads. I, I, I like kind of like doing different stuff. But some of the people, you know, will say, "Hey, do some of the stuff that you used to do back in Los Cordovas days, or when Calor first started off." And I go, "Okay, cool." You know, you know so, those are the people yeah. that have been following you heck from yeah, the beginning, though, yeah. and that's kind of like que levante la mano. <laughs> <and all those. laughs> so last night we had a, <laughs> we were like partying and stuff with some friends, and she's like, 
you know what my favorite song is? And I'm like, what? She's like, Que Levante La Mano. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Levant- yeah, what girl it would be. But. And that's one of the f- funnest songs that we do live. You that know, is that's a just, fun yeah. song. I got to say, when they did like, what was it at the awards? And it was like the, what was it? The 20 year? Um, 20 year, yeah. I don't know. We were up there. Yeah, we, we went, so- we segue <laughs> from one song to another that song. That was the shit. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah, that it was, was cool. cool. Yeah. You know, and those then it made memories. me realize how old I am. Oh, jeez! <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm dating myself. It, now. <laughs> it goes, it goes by so quickly, though. You don't think about it. Yeah. You know, like, like we can even go back, and I see, you know, your kids, and I remember them just being tiny when yeah. Anthony was playing, and just now seeing that their parents and their, you know, adults and they're doing their thing, yeah. and it's like such an amazing thing to have been able to watch your family grow. Oh yeah, and that's one thing that I always instilled in my kids is, you know, hey, you could do. Do the music, good grades first, yeah. you know, and they always, they always knew that, you know, hey, you know, Darren Lee started playing drums when he was 11 I years remember. old and, you know, he'd, he'd fall asleep under the yeah, sound table and then he goes, dad, is it my turn yet? Oh, he'd so go dude. start playing and then finally, you know, when, well, that's when he was about nine. With Gato and there. Then, yeah, Gato, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Bob. <laughs> yeah. He'd yeah. be covering them with the covers and stuff because he always wanted to go yeah. and then sometimes we'd go play, I remember at Tumbleweed and yeah. I bought the bus and I... All the twins and Danette would be yeah. in the uh, uh, in in the the bus playing the Nintendo back in the day and stuff. You know, it's really really good times. It really built our character, who we are today. It built us to really appreciate who put us there. You know, right. and that's the people. You know, the people are the ones that put De- us there. Definitely. Yeah. And there was those comical moments and those laughter. The laughter. I joke around that I was pregnant with Antoinette, I think, and I went to go the bunk to the bus because I was like I wasn't feeling good. And a lady opens the curtain. She's like, "You're not him," and closes the curtain. And I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> Yeah. Oh, comes back. What did I do? You yeah. tell me. Yeah, those were the fun times. That day was it was crazy. I mean, some good I remember times. Those, those days, you know, we'd go on break and, uh, you know, we, uh, especially playing with the Moyas. Those were the fun times. I mean, we we had such a blast. Uh, but you know, um, it just uh, you just learn to appreciate all Definitely. that music has given us, and uh, and just you know we're we're we're. Uh, I can't wait to share some of the new stuff that we're doing now. You it's going to be exciting yeah. and I'm happy. Like, you know, so many people are like COVID gave them a lot of time to sit there and think and, you know, plan and say, this is what I want. And yeah. I'm really happy because you almost, not that the pressure's on or anything, Darren, but it's like you have a promise to uphold to your public. They're waiting for what hard. you're doing. It's, it's yeah. hard because, you know, how am I going to, you know, when people give me a compliment, I don't say, okay, well, hey, I'm cool. You know, I'm good. You know, I'm like, okay, what do, what am I going to do now to deserve that compliment? I can and you want to do something better to give them, you know, and stuff. And yep. and I think that's what God has blessed me with, with with that ability of never to to feel that I'm good enough or or that uh, you know to take people's compliments for granted or anything. You know, I, I look at them as like, okay, that's an inspiration that they're giving me to see what I'm going to do on the next album and stuff. And that's, that's what I've always done. Yeah. You know, and that's what I just, like I said again, you know, and people are like, Darren, I'm like, he is such a humble and very genuine person. His family is very humble and genuine. And that's such an amazing thing because with somebody who is successful as you and has gone as far, you could totally be that person that's just kind of like, you know, whatever. And that's not you. And that's what's so amazing about, I think, our music in New Mexico because even Al was like that. He was very personable, very yeah. down to earth. And, you know, there's some people, it kind of goes to their head. Oh, and yeah, all of a sudden yeah. you're like, what the heck? You know, where, oh, yeah. where did this, what happened to this person? And you see that. You see that. But you know you can grow when you're kind of putting yourself there and yeah. you're reminding yourself. And I think uh, so many people can appreciate you saying that and say, now where is my next thing? How do I deserve this? How do I work for that compliment? How yeah. do I keep this going? And it's it's an amazing attribute that you have that you yeah. continue to give. And my passion give. has always been, you know, to do music and stuff. But I think what has given me that ability to to not take for granted, because I think people, when it gets to their head, I think it's it's that's when it when they take it for granted the support they're giving them. Is that you know at a early stage of my career I owned a music store, mm-hmm. so I knew what it was like to deal with musicians as an owner of the music mm-hmm. store. So I'm like, okay, wait a minute, you know, I can't come off like that with mm-hmm. when I'm selling CDs to Albuquerque stores or Santa Fe stores. So I learned that, you know, and then when I got my recording studio and I was recording other ones, I was like, 
you know, I would be the engineer recording other people and I'd try to give them constructive uh, criticism and some of them wouldn't take it. Mm. And I'm like, oh, hey, I'm just trying to help. You're paying me to try to help you. And then, but I think what really taught me a lot is when I owned the radio station. Mm. Talk about, you know, dealing with a lot of uh, musicians that, you know, I mean, and it's some, you know, and not, I don't say a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot, but some, I'm like, no wonder, you know, you don't get airplay because you're coming off the wrong way. You know, I'm not saying you have to, you know, uh, I, I don't know if I can say it now, but no, kiss, can, kiss there, you, you know, can say what you, but, want. you know, you, 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 you have to go in there with a, a, a strong mind, right. confident, but also, you know, that they have the right to play whoever they want. Right. And you're asking them to play your music, and you have to do it in a very tactful way. Mm-hmm. And some people, you know, you know, they'll they'll hand out the CD, and they'll call you an hour later. Hey, how come you're not playing my CD? My aunt called for my CD, and, <laughs> and they don't have it. You know, hold on, let me check. Well, you guys, and they start criticizing you know stuff like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Oh like, and then, you know, so some of my program directors would say, hey, who's this band? You know, they just called and told me off, and I'm, he said, I don't even feel like playing their music. And I'm like, you know what? Take your emotions out of it. If it's good music, you know, do it, whatever. And he goes, yeah, but they told me, they called me this name. And, that name. and I'm like, wow. I'm like, why would somebody do that? You know what I mean? And so so you learn a lot of how how to be tactful, how to, how to deal with, you know, things and stuff. But being on different sides of the music taught me a whole lot. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah you, know. you know, and then, yeah, being, I would think on, even on radio, that's, that's a difficult place to be because people, like you said, are very passionate about what they're doing and they're like, I want my song there. And it's kind of a hard pill to swallow when that song just doesn't get airplay or whatever. It is, so, yeah. But it's a way to grow, I think. And it's a way to like say, okay, you know, sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. And it's kind of hard to say how it's like you said earlier, you know, yeah. you might think something's really good and maybe it's not, but I think the, the secret is to stay true to yourself and not get so hung up on that when it comes to radio. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people do have a difficult time with that i mean i i can say like we've been like oh well you know oh well go yeah. on to the next song and see what happens yeah there. And, and believe me some of the songs that i thought deserved radio play mm-hmm. never did yeah. <laughs> on some of the stations and i'm like wow how come that one never did you know and i'll hear some other stuff that it gets on the air and i'm like wow that one like you know but yeah. you know that's just you have to just roll with the punches and i just love that you say that though yeah. because you give a lot of people out there who are starting who are kind of like you know discouraged yeah and it's a lot like that even with like the awards and stuff if yeah. you're not doing it to have fun and you're not doing it because you're true to you know, the blessings and the talents that God has given you, then you're kind of in it for the wrong reason. And oh, then yeah. you get hung up with the really small things. Yeah. So, and, and, and then you're you harassing know, people. <laughs> what, you know, the awards are an amazing organization. I kudos to them. Yeah. You know, but one thing I'll say is that, you know, I've been blessed that, uh, you know, the awards, you know, have acknowledged, you know, mm-hmm. all of our, uh, uh, what we've done and stuff. But at the end of the day, awards aren't the ones that, paid you know you know to for people to go see your cd i mean to see your shows and stuff like that and you know that's where you have to look at it is like okay you know i didn't win this award but i just had amazing sellout i just you know, love at that this, you, you know I, yeah. I you know or people are buying my cds like crazy you know and you know i didn't win that award but you know and believe me you know i'm not i'm trying to in any way try to criticize but don't hang yourself your success of your band or your group or your music <clears throat> on the ability to win an award. Cause sometimes you won't win an award, but sometimes your music will excel. You know? I love that you said exactly that because of how many times that this conversation has come up, not just with the podcast, but just talking to fellow musicians and artists and they really get discouraged and they're like, I don't even want to go back. Why not? Yeah. Just do it. You know what I yeah. mean? But don't base it on that, you know, and exactly what you said, because it's true. There's a lot of underground artists that are badass and, you know, they're not out there doing what, you know, winning awards and their music isn't getting played on the radio, but you know what, their, their music just speaks and it's there and it's considered underground, you know, or whatever it's considered, but like East Los Angeles and all that, where does that get really played? Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's music that really inspires other artists and inspires other people to continue and do those, do what they do. Yeah. And I love that. That's what music is. It should be an inspiration. It should be a way to kind of help people to want to do their thing instead of, you know, and that's another big thing that we come against is competition a lot within 
our people sometimes. We put ourselves there as yeah. naturally. And people can get so hung up on all these different things and not see the essence of it. So when somebody like Darren Cordova can sit there and say this stuff, then all <laughs> of a sudden people are like, you know, and then he spoke and then Darren yeah. said. <laughs> and it yeah. gives them the inspiration yeah. to be like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do this. You Believe know? me, if and you don't win an award, don't lose hope. <laughs> yeah. But if, you know, if, if people are buying your CDs and if people are, are supporting your music, that's the rewarding part. I mean, when people go to your shows, I'd much rather have that than any award. So true. I mean, when people, like I told you earlier at the beginning of the show, when I could walk into a to a mall and see somebody playing jamming the music in, the, in Albuquerque or Santa Fe and, and, the, and I hear that or I see a post in Facebook where they're at a Matanza and they're playing my music and I you know it's like those to me those are the awards the invisible awards mm. that stand behind the awards that overshadow all. I mean it, I don't know how to explain it. I'm trying to just visualize that is the the grand scheme I guess if you will you know that, I love it yeah you know that's that's just what it is you know so are the, you mentioned a little bit about some future plans that you have coming up. Um, do you have a full CD coming out in 2021? Yeah, we, yeah we, we have one. Uh, so, so people will ask, well, what do you do? What, what, you know, so, so I had the radio station. I, you know, I uh, uh, sold the radio stations because you know, the kids graduated from college and stuff. And I said, you know what, I, I need to, to live. Uh, I, w- I want to work to live. I don't want to live to work. Yeah. You know, uh, so in doing that, you know, I started, you know, I have rental properties and I have a construction company or that Evan is, uh, you know, helping me out on stuff. And um, eventually he's going to take it over and stuff because, you know, I want to focus more on recording and stuff. So that's what I've been doing. I've been busy nice. trying to, you know, kind of do a little stuff on the side here. But um, uh, I, I am recording. Uh, it's long overdue. I, I need to have it done by this summer for sure. And uh, we have a lot of the tracks, probably about seven tracks already done. Nice. I just got to sing them and put the horns on. That's mm. it. You know, uh, Ryan's already done all the drums and all the stuff on it. And he said, Dad, when are you going to do it, Dad? When are you going <laughs> to? They're always asking me and stuff. So, matter of fact, we were just talking now, you know, a, a mm. duo, you know, mm. that's one of the songs that I was showing you. That, that would be an amazing song that I was just showing you, uh, Andrea and Darren yeah. together. That'd be a yeah. great song. And it's a beautiful do, cause, song. Because you have an amazing voice. Yeah. I mean, it, just the way you articulate and the way you can uh, pronounce the. I mean, the feeling, you know, and that song has a lot of feeling and stuff. It's a beautiful so, song. So, you know, something like that, you know, maybe not that song, yeah. but uh, a, a song like I that. I think that's a good song. Yeah. I, and, I uh, uh, but, you know, that's that's what I want to do. I, I want to, you know, continue recording. You know, um, I uh, I still, I think I still have a few years left <laughs> to record. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> You're so slow. Yeah. You you know, know, it's already I'm, what 30 89 is my first one so 32 years or 32 years that I've been recording oh, that's yeah. it wow <laughs> that's a long time you know and like time flies when you're having fun yeah, and you've been yeah, having yeah, fun yeah. and you know and it it just shows with everything that you've accomplished and I know that there's a lot more that you're going to continue to do and that's obvious you yeah. are you know just an amazing talent a dynamite talent yeah. that people are just so I mean, everybody listens to Darren. Thank you. I appreciate we that. listen yeah. to Darren. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Sometimes I can't listen to myself. I'm like, turn I, that off. <laughs> no, and I, I, I made did. a mistake on that part. <laughs> and it's so fun. And we have all those memories too. And like I said, yeah. I just was so very honored and very humbled that you said yes to Vibe New Mexico. And of course, I had your beautiful daughter come out. And she was she was the New Mexico sweetheart edition for Valentine's oh, Day. Awesome. And she yeah. talked about your Jita and just to see that's what so an awesome. amazing, she's just an amazing young woman with that's an so amazing awesome. talent. Yeah, I'm so proud of my Jita. You know, my Jitas, my, my two little princesses, yeah. you know. So I'll FaceTime them every day. Yeah. And I said, let me see my little princess, you know. So, well, I'll be playing with Natalia and she'll be smiling. <laughs> and then I'll say, okay, Jita, let me see you. And she, sometimes she goes, no, no, because I, I didn't comb my hair today or <laughs> or something like that and I go let me see my big princess so then I'll start Aww. talking with her and stuff you know but yeah I'm so proud of Mahita she's my only daughter you know and, and uh, so uh, she has a special place in my heart and uh, you know just uh, everything that she's gone through she's just an amazing strong girl oh, you she know definitely and is. little Natalia is just going to be probably double that because Natalia has gone through so much and withstood so much 
that she's going to teach us like, hey, all the problems you guys are dealing with are nothing. Look what I went through. <laughs> you know. I just, you know, I a story I'm going to share with you with Danette is when she was in Colorado and going through all of that. And I was like, you know, just amazed at how strong she was. And, you know, oh, me yeah. and then going through, you know, we had... On Alicia, where we almost lost when she was a baby. That was a hard thing to go through. Oh, yeah. To have to be there in the hospital and have to just kind of be away from family for a while. Yeah. It's not an easy thing. And she just really handled it. And I'm like, you watch and see that little girl's yeah. going to be such an amazing warrior that's going to, you know, just show you so many things. And she just, to see Danette, mama's look, mama hood looks good on Danette. She's oh, yeah. doing an amazing job. Yeah. And she's planning some stuff too. So oh, that's yeah, yeah. exciting. No, she's, she's doing some more we stuff. We even and... talked to her like, girl, you got to get some 80s jams out there. Some I, yeah, I, I, share, I share some songs with her. How about this one, dad? Yeah. I mean, how about this one, Hita? And she goes, ah, oh, it's okay. And <laughs> yeah. I'll say, she goes, I like that one. Like, so, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll, we'll share She'll some ideas tell you. and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then your Hitos. Very strong mind, mind yeah, it. some amazing kids, yeah. some amazing yeah. boys that you have. Yeah, yeah, Darren Lee. Yeah, Darren Lee. I mean, the band wouldn't exist if it was. He's an amazing yeah. young man. He's yeah, done yeah. a lot, and he's definitely stepped yeah. into your shoes and yeah, done some really amazing things. He's taken over managing the group, coordinating. There's sometimes I get up on stage and I look at the horn section and I'm like, "Who are the, who are these guys?" <laughs> you know, so, and he, he, because you know sometimes you know because we don't play that often. Yeah. Sometimes he'll have to get you know musicians that read sight read. And he goes, wow. don't worry, Dad. And I'm like, and then when I see it, it sounds like the CD. I'm like, wow, it's like pretty cool, you know. That is cool. They read music. And that's the thing that I encourage everybody, you know. I play by ear, which is a, a great thing to have. But if you could learn both, like Darren Lee mm-hmm. has and Ryan has, mm-hmm. all my kids have that ability to have both. That just takes you to that next level, you know. And I'm so amazed that when they can hire musicians and he says, no, no. Uh, and then he'll go and he'll tell them, that right here, you go, come in right here, come in right there. And you know, I'm, I'm like, how do you read all that stuff, you know, the, to read music? It's I can't. amazing talent. Yeah. I mean, like, I barely started picking up the guitar and playing along, you know, whatever. But, yeah. you know, Anthony, of course, reads music. And then my son, and it's an amazing thing to have, to oh, be yeah, able to yeah, read to music. That, yeah. But, you know... Again, you know, your kids are just so phenomenally talented and it's yeah. just an amazing Thank thing you. to be able to watch them grow and to be sitting here and talking to you and we got to see Evan today and every once in a while we see Ryan when he's, you know, he's helping out with yeah. um, with Carlos and, yeah. you know, that's Yours are cool. amazing too. I mean, you know, your your son is an amazing, amazing rocker. He reminds me of yeah. Ryan. You yeah, know, can, you know, they have the same the energy. Jam the rancheras, jam the drums and... <laughs> plays the guitar like there's no tomorrow i'm like wow <laughs> and it's so cool it's so cool to see yeah. you know You're leaving I a legacy that's, that's it is cool. and yeah. it, that's what we're doing yeah. new mexico Heck yeah. music new mexico artists and musicians so Heck yeah. darren thank you so much for your thank time you. you are just an amazing person thank you so much thank again. you andrea anthony thank you guys from the bottom of my heart thank you guys and thank you for being a part of darren cordova calor during the best times that i've had you we're know, gonna we, have we, more. Heck yeah, we're gonna have to have a reunion. We're gonna, <laughs> we should have invited it. the Moyas here. Oh, we would have had a big hey, hey now, <laughs> hey now. <laughs> <laughs> we could come right now. You yeah, never know, Cal Corgan yeah. todo. Oh we'll yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank have you. Have a good one. It. You too. Thank you. Quisiera estar junto a ti 
Carla Lleras. Llamé para decirte que te extraño y te quiero mucho. Mi amor, cada día que no te tengo en mis brazos es como día que no sale solo. Y hasta el día que me muera, siempre estaré pensando en ti. Hace tiempo que no puedo sonreír. Hace tiempo cuando te perdí. La nostalgia adentro de mí, tan horrible no puedo existir. Cada noche contando las estrellas, cada noche me acuerdo más de ti. Al cielo pido que un día estés conmigo, al cielo pido que quiero estar ahí. Mañana cuando sale el sol Quisiera estar junto a ti Pienso en ti Día y noche pienso en ti Hasta el día que me muera mi amor Quisiera estar junto a ti 